0: You're listening to Workplace Perspective, an employment law podcast raising the bar at workplaces everywhere. Workplace Perspective is a regular podcast series for employers and employees focusing on education, training, and the law to help organizations of all sizes develop and maintain successful workplace relationships. The opinions expressed by guests on Workplace Perspective are their own and should not be considered legal advice. And now, here's your host, Teresa McQueen.
1: Thank you, James, and welcome everyone to Workplace Perspective, where we are striving to raise the bar at workplaces everywhere. Today, we are talking with clinical social worker and psychotherapist Nadine Durbach about the emerging awareness of addressing mental health issues in the workplace. We'll be talking about why it's so important for leaders to be talking about this issue. And we'll hear Nadine's tips for those who may be suffering and in need of support. It's going to be a great show. Don't go away. We'll be right back.
0: Workplace Perspective has a new website. Visit us at www.workplaceperspective.com. Check out our new look, including our featured guests and archive sections. Share us with your friends and colleagues to help us continue to raise the bar at workplaces everywhere.
1: Welcome back to our listeners and welcome to Workplace Perspective, Nadine Durbeck. Good morning. Thank you for having me. We're so excited to have you on the show, and I'm happy to be talking about this topic once again. And Nadine, before we get started, why don't you just tell our listeners a little bit about who you are and
2: what you do? Sure. Well, um, I am uh, a clinical social worker and I have a private psychotherapy practice in Newport Beach, California. I am a part-time lecturer at Cal State University in Fullerton, and I'm a mom of three young adults.
1: I love talking about this issue because I don't think it's talked about enough. And I think that um, from a legal perspective, I think that leaders in the workplace are always in the best position to see changes in employees or to be told of changes in employee behavior which sort of triggers their duties under California law to find out if there's anything going on is there a need to inquire about a reason the possibility of a reasonable accommodation or something but beyond that so many people before the pandemic and now with the pandemic and coming hopefully out on the other side of that, so many people are suffering and it's really come to the fore. So I think it's a wonderful opportunity to have this kind of a conversation um, about mental health in the workplace and how that's evolved and and what's trending, where we think it's going, what's helping. So I think it's really important that we have this conversation and seeing it more and more in the workplace, on social media. So I wanted to kind of get your perspective on how we've kind of gotten to where we are today with this sort of emergence of awareness.
2: Yeah. Well, I think if we look back just, you know, 40 years to the eighties and we remember how corporate America really understood that if they took care and supported their workforce uh, in their physical health, right. Remember Jane Fonda and aerobics and leg warmers. And, (laughs) um, you know, um, the workplace was becoming a space for taking care of ourselves physically. Okay. And so we saw the emergence of come to work and donate blood, come to work and take your blood pressure, come to work and stay after work and do a, an exercise class come to work to see smoking, right? Smoking cessation classes. And corporate America supported that and jumped on that bandwagon. And today, 40 years later, we understand research and science has been telling us for, for years about the connection between mind and body and soul. And I think that corporate America in the 21st century understands that their um, workforces, mental health, psychic and cognitive health, emotional health is just as important as physical health. And so we are now, you know, post pandemic, and realizing that um, all of us survived a global crisis. And uh, for many of us, it felt like a trauma. And one of the ways that we can support the workforce is to really shine a light on vibrant and vital mental health.
1: I agree. we've we've had um, we've had conversations about this on the show before and I think it's such an important topic. and I think that there's it sometimes seems that there's this we have an idea of who the professional we think we are, right We have this idea of ourselves as a professional and it's different. For leaders, it's different for mid-level supervisors and our frontline employees. It's tough, I think, to make that transition that I can be that vulnerable in the workplace, that somebody could see the cracks, um, and what, what it's going to do in that fear. And there's all kinds of fear, which manifests itself from a legal perspective. I think rightly so. There's still some, some idea out there that in a way, mental illness does get perceived as as making you weak or something. But I've always thought it's the idea that when you've gone through something that's impacted your mental health, it makes you stronger. Do you find that?
2: Most definitely, I think that you know personally why I love what I do for a living. I am a, a strengths-based therapist, and I'm constantly looking for what my clients bring as their, what I call superpowers, you know, their innate strengths, their capacity to um, face adversity, overcome challenges. And I think that, you know, not to, not to say that we should be supporting a culture of um, mediocrity, but i definitely see that at, you know in social media and in, in sort of the trends out there that there's um there's a movement towards being good enough and i think that if we can reinforce at least in in our corporations and in our institutions this idea that fine is the new phenomenal right <laughs> especially in this in this post pandemic state that's emerging fine is the new phenomenal that's good enough i think it allows all of us to take a deep breath and lean into our humanity, lean into the idea that we're just, you know, little people in this massive world trying to, do the best we can with what we've got, when we've got it. And I think that leaders in, in the workforce um, can take a stand for that. And I have clients that work in some of America's biggest corporations, and I'm hearing from them, really from the front lines, that their corporations are recognizing these ideas. And somebody just yesterday was telling me that they had to take three mental health days and those are considered sick sick days, that there's no difference between a mental health day and a sick day. And so I think that is starting to emerge and that is being recognized.
1: I think that's great. I think it's a great trend. And um, we're going to take just a quick break and we come back. I want to talk more about that, you know, why it's so important for leaders to be talking about this issue. So hang on, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Take a step toward bringing our country and community together. Start a meaningful conversation at lovehasnolabels.com slash step. A message from StoryCorps, Love Has No Labels, and the Ad Council. If you enjoyed today's show, do this. Share us. Like us. Give us a review on your favorite podcast app. It means a lot to us, and it ensures more people tune in and raise the bar at workplaces everywhere. Welcome back, everyone. We are talking with Nadine Durback about the importance of addressing mental health issues in the workplace. So let's talk a little bit about that. Why it's so important for leaders to be talking about mental health and this idea of sharing their experiences if they have any. I've heard that a lot, Um, and again, that goes to that vulnerability. But I do think that with most things in business, it trends from the top down. So if leaders are vulnerable and talking about their experiences, it's gonna allow employees um, all the way down the line to be more expressive and to be more comfortable addressing the issues that they're having. So what do you you just started talking a little bit about, you you've seen that, you've kind of heard that. Can you tell us a little more about that? Definitely.
2: You know, I think it's good for the bottom dollar um, <laughs> to rec- to recognize that. Mentally vibrant, vital, healthy employees are, you know, represent a mentally vibrant, vital corporation or, or institution or office space, workspace. And so I think just in, you know, if we don't recognize any of the humanity benefits, we're only looking at it from through a financial lens. I think it makes financial sense to be providing resources and services for employees and their family members to support them through their mental health struggles. You know, many, many mid-sized and larger firms have EAPs, employee assistance programs, and all kinds of resources and services. Many of the larger corporations today having facilitated yoga classes at lunchtime and, you know, mindfulness, breathing Programs where people can go and learn how to, you know, access their own breath as a tool for enhanced mental well-being. I am aware that many many corporations are giving employees, like you know, a mindful minute during meetings, for example, to just kind of clear the space and um, clear their cognitive landscape, as mm. we call it. So there's there's all kinds of ways for any size organization to start to incorporate the idea that your health in its totality is important to us. It's really
1: interesting. I love clear that cognitive phrase that you used. I love that. I think it's really interesting. We did a show on grieving and it was not at all what I expected it was going to be because I thought, well, grieving, you know, how many, how many times do you, do you end up with death or loss in the workplace? But it really wasn't about the physical death or loss of a coworker or a family member or something that it was a revelation. I don't know why it was such a revelation to me that there are things that happen in the workplace that we grieve. We go all the time. Yeah. A loss of a project, the end of a project. I mean, you can get, I used to do special events and at the end of a, of a big event, there was always this, this sort of letdown. And now I realize it was kind of grieving because you put so much, Time and effort and energy into something and it's done and you grieve for that or it's taken away and you grieve for that. And I think from what you're saying, it sounds like even that might be some of the things that leaders are starting to recognize. At least I hope they are that sometimes what happens in the workplace, it can't decisions get made and then you're just expected like, okay, project's done. Next thing. Or, well, we're taking this away. We're giving it over here. You now need to get on with things. And that not taking a moment to realize how that
2: truly impacts people's mental space, right? So it's that on the one end and on the ramp up phase, the anxiety that comes um, with being tasked with something new, right? And for leaders to be able to start to use this language that evokes a sense that we all, all of us are um, on some level coping with the ramifications of, you know, mental health, you know, like we say, the struggle is real. And so to be able to recognize the excitement and the opportunity, and the anxiety that comes with a promotion, you know, preparing a presentation, um, standing in front of a group to share new ideas, um, being responsible for a team, Right. That's that, wow. that in itself is very anxiety provoking. And that's just who you are when you show up from nine to five in the workplace. Never mind the anxiety that you might be experiencing because there's a whole host of other things happening in your personal life. And so there's also that idea that what we struggle with on the home front in our personal lives, it doesn't get left at the, the front door of the building or in the, in the garage parking lot or in the elevator. <laughs> and then as you say, you know, they hand quite hands around at the end of something, or if something never manifested in the first place, we were going for that promotion. And we had imagined being that type of employee or that type of leader, and that never came to fruition. Or, you know, the dismantling of a department. And so that depression and anxiety is something that we all confront throughout our um, careers. And I think showing up as leaders to name that and engage in that conversation is vital.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's right. I forget about the other side of that, you know, the good things that happen to us that aren't still anxiety provoking and scary and all those things. Well, Correct. I want to switch gears for a minute and I want to know if you have any tips for that you can share or thoughts that you can share for those who may be suffering in the workplace or in need of support. Um, what are some, what are your thoughts uh, on that side of things?
2: Well, I think that it's really important to be able to recognize that there might be something that, you know, isn't sitting right with us to be able to, um, you know, probably reach out to, to somebody and, um, state the need for help you know many of us are facing what we perceive as high threat and so when there's high threat there's typically high anxiety and when we have high anxiety we just can't function in the way that we're used to or in the way that we're expected to i think it's really important that um in workplaces Just like there's posters posted with ADA, American with Disabilities Act, information and 1-800 numbers to all kinds of governmental or corporate entities, I think there should be information of it made available on mental health resources. And I actually have an excellent list of mental health resources, national mental health resources, that I'm happy to share with your listeners and can provide that for you so that you can put it up on your site and I think just being you know courageous enough to say I'm not okay and it's okay not to be okay and to recognize that feelings um are, don't define us feelings are fleeting but feelings are little red flags feelings are little warning signs that something isn't quite right. And just to be able to say that is a starting point for a conversation. I would encourage people to, you know, access YouTube videos or uh, a mindfulness app on their phone, just so that they can learn how to breathe. And we can do that anywhere at any time in the supermarket lineup, at a gas station, stuck in traffic in a meeting on a Zoom call. Just accessing our breath is very, very grounding and can really bring some heightened focus and calm to to who we are. And like I said earlier in the show, you know, just recognizing like, oh, that was good enough. And I am good enough. And using good enough as the bar for excellence, I think, can really help and support people in their mental health journeys.
1: Absolutely. I think that's, those are all great suggestions and we'll, we'll get those up on our, on our site for people. One of the things I want to say from a legal perspective for employees, especially is to remember that when we're talking about being open and being vulnerable and raising your hand when you need assistance is not the same as saying you need to disclose to an employer what your underlying medical condition may be or what your underlying mental health condition may be. That's not the employers. That's not what they want to know. They don't want to know that. What they want to know is if you need assistance. So the idea being, you can be open enough, but it's being open enough to say, just to raising your hand, say, hey, I need some time. I need some time to tell the employer what you need. So you can have a conversation about how that may be provided. But there is nothing out there that would ever require you to to disclose an underlying condition to a worker, uh, to a to a coworker, to anyone in your workplace at all. So keep that in mind as well. And hopefully that'll lower some anxiety about reaching, you know, raising that hand and, you know, waving that flag that, hey, I, I got a little bit going on here. I might need some help in our just our last few minutes as we wrap up the show. Do you have any words of wisdom or some
2: thoughts for the future you'd like to share with our listeners? Thank you. I do. I think that the pandemic was a space in which many of us were struggling. Many people continue to struggle. I think that, um, you know, research today is taking a good look at what we call the negativity bias. And it's so easy to get sucked into like a vortex of negativity. And that's not to say that, you know, things are not going so well. But I think when we identify that things are difficult, and we're having a hard time, it's also imperative that we look for silver linings. It's also imperative that we look around and say, all right, I recognize that that is not going so well and that I'm struggling in these areas, but what is going well? What do I see that is a positive or a plus? Where are my successes? How can I count those as well? I think it's important that we all, you know, are responsible for giving ourselves a big at a girl or at a boy, you know, just really, really, really be able to recognize that we are doing the best we can with what we've got in the time that we've got it.
1: I love it. Thank you so much, Nadine. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for sharing your thoughts and your wisdom with our listeners today. We really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much. You can learn more about Nadine by visiting her website at www.nadinedurbacklcsw.com. That's N-A-D-I-N-E D-U-R-B-A-C-H-L-C-S-W.com. You can also connect with Nadine via our website at WorkplacePerspective.com. I want to also thank our listeners, My Radio Angels, James in the Name at Night, and Workplace Perspective's team extraordinaire, our engineer and producer, Paul Roberts, our associate producer, Melissa DeLacy, with music provided by the very talented Stephen Versaloni. Thank you all for joining us on Workplace Perspective, and until next time, keep raising the bar.